The Tumbling Saber Podcast is a proud member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Connect with us on Twitter and Facebook. Subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts. Visit our base at StarWarsCommonwealth.com and take your first steps into a larger world. everybody welcome back it's time for another episode of the tumbling saber podcast on may the 4th how's it going everybody i'm kyle i'm Corey, and i'm carlos it's time to celebrate although we are kind of wrapping up our may the 4th here it's been a great day uh i'm in a star wars mood there's lots to talk about carlos what's up man man seriously uh last night at midnight when uh, clone wars dropped i'm like i'm tired but not that tired <laughs> so i watched it did you stay up yeah I stayed up, I watched it, and then I watched um, the uh, the John Favreau and uh, all the directors. And uh, I, I think I may have fallen asleep like the last maybe five, ten minutes of that thing. I want to go back and watch it again. But uh, yeah, I was uh, I was all in. It was uh, May the 4th. Was, uh, it started uh, Thursday night at midnight or Friday morning at midnight. Good and, on uh, you. Strong. Good yeah, on you. Strong ya. the whole way. Happy May the 4th, everybody. My goodness. Or, you know, I guess as we say, it's now it's it's happy or May, uh, Revenge of the Sith. Re- yeah. Re- Revenge of the Fifth. Revenge of the Fifth. Yeah, right. Not not yet. I'm still living in the moment, man. Back off. <laughs> or Cinco de Mayo. Bad. This is this is the day of like love and positivity among fandom, man. Like it's something we collectively love, you know? Like, I mean, I heard some kind of like drama going on in the morning, but for the most part, we got spoiled today, man, and let's just give thanks to the many blessings Star Wars has bestowed upon us. This, is, this was a big one. I don't know if, you know, different outlets were making a concerted effort this year because of the lockdown and, you know, trying to inject a little extra positivity and content and good vibes and all that stuff. Or if if if, if now it's like May the 4th is like this event and you need – it's almost – yeah, it's, the day is an event in itself where you have to get stuff out. It, ju- it used to be just a, a small thing, and now it's like it's it really is that. It's, like, it's everybody like, knows about it. Everybody, I got all kinds of text yeah, messages my... from people I never really speak to. Uh, you know, just just with a GIF or a uh, "May the Fourth be with you" kind of wish via text. I'm like, oh, cool, man. Like, I, I guess I guess people know me. Yeah, my uncle, even my uncle Dominic, uh, who made an appearance on my. Uh... On worthy of recognition, on in my episode, uh, he actually texted me for the first time. May the fourth be with you. <laughs> the first ever text That's he's awesome. ever sent you? No, first time he's ever texted me that specifically. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, Corey, I think you even Disney Plus, like uh, with like I don't know, I, I only got a chance to log in about an hour and a half ago and actually sit down and watch stuff. But right away on the scroll, like all the main feature films that they were presenting were all the star Wars sagas with either Doug Chang or, uh, Ralph McQuarrie art. It was amazing. I was like, yes. Yeah. It was, it was, man. So yeah, star Wars being splashed all over the place. It's, it's great to see Corey. I imagine you were at work today. So I guess your may the fourth wasn't as full of star Wars goodness as, as maybe the rest of us. Well, we'll get to it, but there was definitely some good news that kind of much, pretty much made me float for a bit. Pretty happy about that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, 
we're going to get to that. They, they made it. We didn't want, we weren't going to talk about news this week, but uh, <laughs> they made us, they, they made us do it. And I guess, you know what? Um, I'm glad that we waited a day. I mean, we, we decided that, you know what? Screw it. We're just going to push the podcast off a day so we can capture our thoughts of the, the Clone Wars finale. That was the intention because who the hell wants to talk about it or listen to it much less like a full week later. So I'm, I'm glad we made that call, but then, I guess the extra benefit is any any news that may have trickled out on May fourth will also will also be able to kick it around here. And lo and behold, they hit us again. <laughs> we will definitely get to that. Um, so, Carlos, thank you, man, for for entertaining the uh, the tumbling saber group. If you want, if anybody's got three hours to kill and wants <laughs> to see the uh, the twentieth uh, anniversary Slave One Lego get built, uh, Carlos did that today. It's, it's what a good looking build, Carlos. How was that? It was uh, it was awesome, man. It was honestly one of um, just the the building techniques, and um, there was nothing was kind of repetitive. It, it was it, it was built kind of like in a circle, and um, nothing really too repetitive, and uh, just blown away by some of the uh, studs on top and studs on side design and uh, the way they they really did it. It was. It was great. I, I screwed up myself. I, I used um, uh, a flat two by two instead of uh, one with a hole in it at a, at a certain point, and I had to like tear off half the side of the, oh, <laughs> half the side of the no. ship because I needed that specific piece. And um, I was stubborn. Instead of like uh, just taking it apart right away, I tried to like finagle it and MacGyver it, and it didn't work out. So I wasted time there. It's it, it's about a two forty five three hour build uh, if you uh, follow the instructions properly. And you lay off the lay off the hooch as you're doing it. Yeah, yeah. There's no hooch, no hooch in my. Uh, yeah, no hooch for a while here. So your May the Fourth started midnight on. Well, I guess that would be what Sunday night, Monday morning. Uh, Thursday at eleven fifty-five, I put my alarm. Eleven fifty-five p.m. Put my alarm on my phone so that I could be on the Lego site live. Are we doing our collecting update right now? Is that what we're doing? You're sliding into the DMs with the collecting update. Gosh. Oh, sh- not yet not just yet okay not just yet we'll get to that there's, yeah. a, there's a whole lot to say there yeah so we start uh, i started early my may the fourth celebration very happy and i i watched uh clone wars um that night also when it dropped at midnight or it was i think it was 12 45 almost one in the morning when i watched it and uh wow yeah oh. <laughs> wow yeah that's that's kind of what everybody says this is the most fun i've had uh, being a Star Wars fan since right before The Last Jedi was released. <laughs> no yeah, Mando? Two and a half years for you. You know, that's, that's a, that's a well, good there, chunk there of change. There is a lot of, like you guys were saying before, like, and I'm, I'm feeling it too, there is a lot of hype surrounding not only the day, but, you know, they, they climaxed it well with the end of The Clone Wars, the debut of the gallery, the Mandalorian gallery kind of reminisce about that phenomena. So I don't know. There's something about today, you know, with also again, with the news that came out, it's really, it's something. (laughs) I love that. It's something. (laughs) Yeah, it definitely is. Um, Yeah. We, I guess we, we kind of did a little pre-celebrating last week. We watched Phantom Menace attack of the clones Uh, that led up to watching shattered from the clone wars on Friday. Uh, Then, we watched today on May the 4th, we watched uh, Revenge of the Sith. 
And then we watched the Mando behind the scenes special. And then we finished it up with the Clone Wars finale. And yo, <laughs> there was a lot, a lot going on. Um, I, I gave my kids each a, a figure from my collection that I was like, ah, you know what? Here you go. Take something. So that, that you know, that that made their little Star Wars heart smile. But yeah, man. What'd you give them? Oh, I gave Harley a Padme figure and I gave Carter uh, one of my carded clone figures. Dude. Yeah, what are you going to do? You know, they're toys. They're for playing with. Um, yeah, so that that was my May the Fourth, uh, and I'll, you know, try of course, you know, trying to run a podcast, um, <laughs> trying to trying to pick up on the news and see what's going on out there. So I I didn't do a great job of that today, uh, but others did pick up the slack for me. And Rick and Nathan, as usual, filling up the, Rick, the, the Rick, news, <laughs> <laughs> filling up the news feed in the Tumbling Saber group. Thanks for that, guys. Appreciate that very much. Um, but yeah, man, I, I was you know, just doing a mental list of the things that we got today from May the 4th. And I know like we got Fallen Order content. So for those who play you know, Jedi Fallen Order, a bunch of new downloadable stuff was sent out today. Rise of Skywalker hit Disney Plus two months early. Uh, the, Mando, uh, the, the gallery Mando. Uh, the Clone Wars finale. Dr. Aphra number one, volume two. That was released digitally, you know, for those who are interested. Uh, And then, you know, we also got, uh, of course, the big news, which we're going to talk about in just a few minutes, uh, but also tweets from Peyton Reed and Robert Rodriguez from the Mando set. So that's, you know, that's um, official confirmation that those two directors worked on the second season of The Mandalorian, which is pretty rad. We'd we'd speculated on it before we'd heard about it via, via reports. But this is it. Now we actually know that those two dudes are on board, which is neat, uh, to say the least. But uh, yeah, great May the 4th. I, I had a lot of fun, even though I didn't leave the house. But uh, that, Carlos, Carlos, that'll take us back to last week um, when we, we had a, a little appearance on Wookiee Radio Podcast. Yes. That was a lot of fun. Wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's so much oh, easier and more fun to be on someone else's podcast. <laughs> it really is. You don't have to curate anything. You don't have to. Uh, you don't have to produce anything. You just come and you, kind of like Corey. You know what Corey does every week. <laughs> How is exactly. that? What's that like, Corey? It's so fun. Ah, it's the best. Like, glad honestly, to hear it's like it. My rock. I glad. I'm like so a foundation happy to hear it. kind of. Good for yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that was a lot of fun. Um, that that family was, feud was. type game at the beginning to kick it off was was a blast. They, they do Dude, that. You know what I, you know what I love about that is that this is that was like the only trivia I've ever won. <laughs> yeah, really? Yeah, I don't know why. Just uh, like I, I'm terrible. <laughs> at, you don't know why? <laughs> no, I, I'm I'm terrible at remembering things. Like, uh, but for some reason, uh, it was the right category at the right time. Oh, so ironic that you had to come up with three PO as the answer too. And it was the number one answer. Ding. <laughs> That's too it. Was much. good. It was good. Yeah, was good fun. time. Yeah, a good time. A good hour there. If you want to go listen to that on the Wookie Radio feed, that's out now. Uh, otherwise, now let's clear the decks here, Carlos. I know that you've been going nuts with the collecting. Let us have it. It's a disease. So uh, since the last time I I was on the show, I picked up and 2010. Uh, the 
1215 UCS Obi-Wan's Jedi Starfighter. Oh. I I found it on Kijiji um, in an open box, but all the bags were sealed. And I got it for less than you would get it used on Bricklink. So I that for me that was a huge score. In Canadian dollars too, because the the Bricklink is US, right? Yeah, even if the item is in Canada, the prices are usually in US dollars. So that's a good so, deal. Yeah, I paid less Canadian than what it would have cost in American dollars. So I already I made 40% right away on the transaction. Um, plus uh, the fact that you know the bags are sealed and stuff, which I mean, in the law, in the in the grand scheme of things, doesn't really make that much of a difference because I'm gonna, <laughs> gonna I'm gonna it. be building it. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, is that as we've as we've been you know uh, privy to, Lego doesn't really lose that much value. If you keep the the booklets, uh, all the pieces, and the minifigs. You could sell the set used uh, for the price for when it was on shelves. It's that's amazing to me. Yeah, it's it's great, honestly. It was, so I, I I started with that, and um, I'm not sure if um, yeah we did talk about the uh, the helmets right last time. I believe so. Yeah. I, yeah, I picked up those helmets. I tried uh, so on May the fourth. Or Thursday night at midnight, I ran to the Lego site, and I kept refreshing, 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 uh, and it kept saying available May the fourth. Um, and I kept refreshing. I'm like, it's after midnight. It's May the fourth. Why are you playing with my emotions? <laughs> Anyways, all that to say that uh, finally, when it when it did go live. I dropped the bucks and I got myself the UCS A-Wing. Oh, man. That's, yeah. that's going to pair nicely with the Obi-Wan UCS. Same color. Same color yeah. scheme, same type of ship. Yeah. It, it's Honestly, it's like... Uh, I, I remember telling somebody in the group... I don't remember who it was. Uh may have been Dave. Is it Dave Hackerson? Possibly, yeah. Uh, anyways, talking about like, uh, my sets and stuff. And I, I was saying how I was like hesitating that I was going to probably get either Obi-Wan's Starfighter or the A-Wing <laughs> and I ended up getting both. <laughs> sick, man. You're sick. <laughs> I am sick and it's not even finished. So then my next order was, uh, on Friday at 12, cause I wanted to make sure that, um, the orders were being processed individually so that each order would get one of the the bonus um uh the the little micro builds right that they're throwing in the promos made a fourth promo it's a death star to like a trench run type of thing and um so i waited i put the uh, stormtrooper in my cart uh, and the sith trooper battle pack and i got another promo and i processed that but then i I got an email saying how um Right now it's on uh, back order. <laughs> and then I got another email and it's like, it's not on back order anymore. It's out of stock. And we don't know when it's going to be back in stock. So al- although they are saying temporarily out of stock, which means they're going to 
they're going to work at, at getting the back in. So um, I ended up calling Lego and uh, I asked, um, you know, what was going on with the, uh, the stormtrooper helmet. And they're like, well, it's out of stock. I'm like, okay, so you know what? Just cancel that order uh, and um, cancel the Sith trooper. And I'm going to get the Dio minifigure instead. And he's like, well, we can't cancel the Sith trooper battle pack because I made the payment through PayPal. And, there's like uh, they have like a, an agreement that they can't cancel orders through PayPal uh, for some ridiculous reason unless the, the item is out of stock. So I'm like, all right, then I guess you're going to be sending me the Sith Trooper Battle Pack by itself and you're going to charge me shipping. He's like, oh, no, 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 don't worry. I'll take off the shipping. And and I'm like, OK, cool. All right, I guess, you know, at least they, they're not charging me the shipping. And he's like, so in that box, you're going to get the Sith Trooper Battle Pack and the promo set. I'm like. What are you talking about? He goes, well, it's too late. The orders are already processing. So even though if there's no Stormtrooper helmet, you're still getting the promo set. I'm like, well, look at that. Well, damn. Well, damn. In that case, I'm going to order the deal right now. <laughs> so I ordered the deal on the phone with him. <laughs> so I got the deal and a third of those promo sets. Oh, my God. A-Wing. Sit Trooper Battle Pack, Dio, and three of the Death Star 2 tro- uh, promo uh, promo sets. Hey, why, why don't you just keep going and just build yourself a full Death Star out of promo packs? Listen to me, okay? <laughs> this is the thing. <laughs> it's it's 10 o'clock right now, and the, 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 the deal goes on until midnight, so I'm not, I might not be done. Oh, boy. I might not be done. All right. I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do. Let's, uh, let's, yeah, gonna, uh, gonna, <laughs> let's get out of here so we can see if I, I, want, I want Carlos to order one more thing. Imagine just for shits and giggles, you know. <laughs> well, dude, I'm already at eighty-five dollars of uh, bonus points, <laughs> but I wanted to put that to the stormtrooper helmet. But now I don't know how long I have to wait for that, you know. Yeah, no, you got that, That's gonna burn a hole in your pocket. You got You got to spend that by midnight. Oh, come on, man! <laughs> <laughs> do it, do, do it. it, do it. Trust well, me, I, once you hear mine, man, you're gonna want to one up me. Dude, I already one up you. I don't. I don't think you spent as much as I did. <laughs> I don't know, no man. Way. Listen up. Uh, All right, let's pass the baton to Corey here. So wait, wait. I Although, just wanna, I, I, so I, Corey is now living in in temporary digs. Are you filling up that place now with collectibles? <laughs> no, I got one box coming to you, and the other one's coming here. So and that, also, yeah. Uh, uh, anyway, we'll get to it. But uh, other things are going to my parents. You it's got great. you have I stuff at system. your. You got stuff in your old house. You got stuff at our parents' house. You got stuff at my house. This is like a whole yeah, distribution it's network. It's crazy, but nothing with you. <laughs> See how that works. <laughs> <laughs> We've exposed two Corey scams within twenty minutes of the pod. Yeah. <laughs> hey man. It is what it is. I have a disease, okay? Just like Carlos. It's an addiction. It's... All right, let's let's hear the damage this week, Corey. What did you do? Well, let's just say happy Star Wars Day to me. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I, I definitely, definitely, definitely broke a record here. It, last time was pretty crazy. This is exponentially crazy. Why are you doing this? <laughs> why are you doing know, this? The time is now. If it's 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 now or never. Well, I could have held off on some, but 
Hey, whatever. I mean, uh, the government sent me a check. I was like, that's awesome. Like, let's do this. For what? Okay. Uh, <laughs> you want to hear or what? No, just kidding. I, I, got, I got the art of the art of Mando <laughs> book. But it's nice. not really officially. Yeah, it's, it's not like a, a Lucasfilm thing. But I mean, anything at this point, it was reasonably priced. So I was like, okay, like I love the art behind it. So anyway, that. Because you know I love my picture book, so it's, it's all based on that. I also got the Art of Rebels, so that's in the mail. That shipped. Is that the one with uh, the slipcase or just a book? Just a book, man. Like the slipcase, I looked at it. It's beautiful. The cover, the binding, all that crap is amazing. <laughs> <Crap>. <laughs> I don't know. I think you get a few extra prints, and the book. There's a lightsaber sound igniting when you open it. I yeah, think that would annoy me. Yeah, more, that's a bit tacky. Yeah, that that's more that would annoy me more than anything. But uh, you know, like I, I was looking at it, I loved the cover, but I was like, I, I can't spend. I think it was seventy five dollars more for that one book. I was like, I can't justify that for that. But anyway, I'm really happy that you know it's shipped. It's in the mail. It's anyhow, Art of Tross too, or you. Uh, I think you got that as well, Kyle. Uh, nope. But, I, I mean, I, yes, technically I, I ordered, but it's, I won't be getting it till next week, maybe end of this week if I'm lucky. Yeah. Anyway, I, go on, go I ordered mine. Line. Mine should, it's saying it's arriving tomorrow anyhow. So those are my three picture books. All right. So after that, um, I was speaking to like, I've made some very powerful allies <laughs> online. Like people are sending me messages like, these waves are coming out and they're like, hey, man, you want a piece? So anyway, like I, I hooked up with a guy a couple months ago and we go like it's just the guy got the, the Mando figure for you, Kyle. And he's been really good. Like all his figures have been pristine. It's it's really crazy. I'm super impressed. So anyhow, like I told, I told him, like, look, this is the third time I buy off you. It's deal time. So I went after his Han Solo. Like this is all vintage uh, Black series stuff, vintage, like the original lines, basically. So I got Han Solo, the Sand Trooper, IG-88, and the big two are the Clone Trooper and Anakin. Both those two alone are really sought after, man. Like, they're not cheap either. <laughs> like Anakin, like the retail <laughs> value on him basically is about 100 bucks. So anyway, like I threw a pretty low number at him and he came back to me with a pretty reasonable number, including shipping. So I was like, okay, let's do it, man. And then, then after that, like on our Facebook group with the, that what's the black series, Canada form. Some guys just like, yeah, like I got the first wave of uh, a couple of sets of the first wave of the black series vintage stuff, you know? And I was like, I sent him a message like right away. I'm like, dude, for real. He's like, yeah. And like, it was retail plus plus shipping, so it, it came to like one seventy, which is pretty amazing, like for five figures that go for thirty bucks a pop. Like anyhow, so I was like, I'm in, man. Then the day of shipping, like he he's we're talking, you know, and he's like, hey, uh, do you have the child? And I'm like, no, you know, I was gonna put pre order in, and I never did. And he's like, I got one right here. He's like, you want it? I'm like, I do. So yeah, that was another five. Plus one, which makes 11 Black Series figures. And then before recording the show, I totally forgot about this. But the only one I found in the wild, 
I, uh, I, I just saw it now before recording. Like I bought the uh, Imperial Probe Droid 40th Anniversary Edition. Man, that thing's beautiful. It's sick. Yeah, it's really cool. I was I saw it in the wild. I was like, yeah. I'm glad yeah, you're still out there is... during quarantine time. Still out there on the hunt. Wow, dude. <laughs> I wasn't really on the hunt. I had to do groceries. <laughs> I might as well slip into the toy section, you know. That's well, what, that's why not? The best groceries. I, look, my house burnt down, and like, <laughs> I need I need supplies at at a time. So oh, there's man. no shame in, in sliding in there. I'm messing with you. I would do Happy the same I thing. Did. Is that it? Are you, is it done? Yeah. So that that would that makes a total of I think what twelve Black Series figures plus three books, which is. It came with a pretty hefty price tag, but you know what? I kind of regret it, and I kind of don't. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my so God. The, the, the 12 Black Series figures come out to about, what, the same price as the as the A-Wing? I don't know, you, well, it depends. Did you full price? It depends on what he paid for those orange or blue line Black Series. That th- Those are some yeah, hefty those are above retail, price tag. Like, yeah, something like Anakin again. It goes retail a hundred bucks. The clone trooper goes for about uh, seventy. Uh, the sand trooper is about fifty. IG eighty eight's fifty. So, like, I, I I obviously beat him down a bit there, but I got. But again, I paid retail three times prior. Like Kyle's Mando wasn't cheap, eh, Kyle? Thank you, Corey. <laughs> Thank you. I, no problem. Happy so Star Wars Day, man. I'm so glad I had a birthday. Can you see it? No, from here, no. No? No, it's in the other room. Uh, anyway, I'm glad you guys are the uh, <laughs> the rising tide because uh, I got nothing. <laughs> My streak continues. The, uh, the shutout streak continues for me uh, and will continue to do so. Uh, but I'm, I am happy to kind of keep monitoring collecting news because there's lots coming. Uh, the Lego... ATAT is on on the way, which looks mm. smoking. That thing looks so good. Um, Black Series stuff coming. This is all via Yak Face. Uh, so there's a prototype Boba Fett helmet. So that's just like the like the white Boba Fett helmet, which looks really cool. Uh, six inch Han Solo in carbonite. Uh, six inch Forlorn and Zuckus set, and a six inch carbonized Darth Vader, which you had to know is coming. Now those three are Amazon exclusives. Now, the pre-orders have already gone up in the States, but I haven't seen them in Canada yet. Um, so yeah, wait on those. See what happens there. But also, 6-inch Deluxe Luke Skywalker and Yoda Jedi Training. Uh, you I, out, like, the, the ones you just mentioned, they're, they're retro-carded, right? Yes. Yeah, those are on part of the uh, 40th, uh, anniversary. 40th anniversary line for Empire. And uh, so yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to chase... Solo and Carbonite. Weird that they used a Return of the Jedi picture, though, on the card. You know, that's that, that was a weird choice to me. Um, yeah, so that and the Forlom and Zuckus, I'm going to have to chase like crazy whether I like it or not. Uh, there's also a Camino Clone Trooper, which I got to have. I got to get a Clone Trooper somewhere in my collection. And a six-inch Stormtrooper from Rogue One, which is coming soon. And then from Definitely the Vintage Collection. That. What's that, Corey? Definitely don't need that one. You don't need another stormtrooper. Uh, but I can definitely go for that clone trooper. And the clone trooper, yeah, the clone trooper looks nice. 
They're so hot right now. <laughs> hey, Carlos. <laughs> uh, and from the Vintage Collection, there is a Luke Skywalker in Stormtrooper Disguise, which will go nicely with the Han Solo in Stormtrooper Disguise, which came out last year. So yeah, that is that from the collecting end of things. There's more to, there's more to say, but that's that's the end of it that we like to follow here. Was there anything else Lego shaped, Carlos? Or was it just the uh, the ad ad? Uh No, I think that's uh th- that was the only leak, I believe, but there's going to be more. Uh, there's another UCS set um at the end of the year or it might be a master builder series who knows it might be a section of death star 2 because a lot of <laughs> a lot of times what they do is they they'll they'll do a promo and then within the next 12 months they'll drop a set relating to that promo it's almost like a clue it kind of is like la- last year the may the fourth set was um the battle of hoth with uh with an with an adat so now this year we're getting an Adat. And uh, so this one is, there's an A-Wing uh, being followed by a TIE Silencer. So maybe next year we're getting a UCS TIE Silencer. I don't know. There's um, there's some rumors going around, but I mean, I, there's nothing that I can actually, we know for sure we're getting a droid gunship. Uh, not a droid gunship, but a uh, Republic dropship. Uh, but uh, we don't know if it's going to be uh, this year or next May the fourth. So there's uh, so there's a lot of stuff up in the air. Well, you know, at the speed that the calendar flips, um, the next May the fourth will be here before we know it. So no rush. And there's plenty of stuff to keep spending our money on. They they got our hand their hands deep in our pockets. Uh, all right, onwards out of the collecting update uh, and into the big news of the day. Holy cow, guys! Uh, Academy Award winner Taika Waititi who recently won Best Adapted Screenplay for Jojo Rabbit and directed the widely acclaimed first season finale of The Mandalorian on Disney+. Plus, And Ragnarok. And Thor Ragnarok will direct and co-write a new Star Wars feature film for theatrical release. Awesome news. Uh, This this is all coming from StarWars.com, so you know you can trust it. (laughs) Uh, Joining Waititi (laughs) on the screenplay will be Academy Award nominee Christy Wilson-Cairns, uh, from 1917 and Last Night in Soho, and she received a BAFTA for a, a BAFTA award for Outstanding British Film of the Year on the three-time Oscar-winning film 1917. In addition, Emmy-nominated writer Leslie Headland, Russian Doll, Bachelorette, is currently developing a new untitled Star Wars series for Disney+. Headland will write, executive produce, and serve as showrunner for the series. Blah 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 blah. Release dates for both Waititi's and Headland's projects have not been announced. So this obviously is clearly the big news of the day with good reason. I don't know that we need to delve too deeply into all of this since we kind of, and we we talked about the uh, the Ta- Taika Waititi story when it broke uh, from Hollywood Reporter on our January twentieth episode, and then we talked about the Headland story last week when Variety broke it. So, uh, how do you guys feel? Corey, how do you feel, man? Another movie confirmed? Another Disney Plus? It's also confusing at this point. Like, honestly, like the whole Taika <laughs> thing was a pipe dream. <laughs> I'm sure I had mentioned that. Like, it's definitely a pipe dream. Like, we don't honestly deserve this as a fandom. Like, honestly. But what great news on a day like today. Like, that that's what made me float, man. Like, when I heard that and I saw that it was confirmed, 
it's official news. I was like, wow, let's hope it lasts. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm just so confused with the slate now and who they've hired at this point and who's gone and what project is done that I, I don't want to lose Taika. Even though if this means losing Akira, which probably is going to happen, uh, I don't know. I'll tell you one thing, though, man. I'll tell you, I think it was a hell of a payday for him. You know, he's riding the coattails, like you said, Kyle, the big Academy Award win. Ragnarok, uh, his slate of films, like, it's put him in a very popular position right now. And it's a good thing that Disney is going after this kind of talent and trying to acquire it. But at the same time, I think he could be quoted as to something saying along the lines of this a couple of years ago, you know, like if I wanted to do a Star Wars film, basically comparing that to career suicide, because he knows of the fickle fandom that Star Wars is right. So he he could have walked, but money talks, man. And I'm sure they paid him a hell of a lot of money <laughs> to do something. But that's aside from the point, because I honestly think that he's an absolute perfect fit for star wars like this is just great news man and the fact that they were able to procure his talents speaks volumes about the company how far they're willing to go and you know to his commitment as well we know he's a star wars fan he's done an episode of the mandalorian anyway it's just great news and in regards to headland i mean honestly i've never seen russian doll or the bachelor the bachelorette whatever it is but Again, I have full faith in the company, even though sometimes I feel like we've gotten names that have never really come to the, the fore or their projects are done. Either way, they, they, they have just a really good knack for securing talent. And as a fandom, again, I think we should be really thankful for that just because we're so – we're such little pissants sometimes. You know what I mean? <laughs> like people are, people are so mean? bad. People are so bad to to these people that work on these projects that they don't have to take the time out of their day to do it. But, you know, again, landing this guy for this project, it uh, we don't know anything about it. And again, I'm very confused as to when everybody's projects are happening and whatnot. But I don't care because we landed Taika and that's just great news. Yeah, that when we talked about this on our January 20th episode, I was like, I, I, I'm going to will this into existence. I'm going to make this report. I'm just going to put all the good vibes out and make this happen. I, and I, I was more than anything. I wanted the confirmation to be, Oh, but actually he's getting a series, not just one. So uh, this report just confirms the one, which I guess I'll take. I'll happily take it. I'm thrilled. How about you, Carlos? What do you think of all this news? I'm ecstatic. Uh, it's, um, like Corey said, it's the fact that it was confirmed. Like it's, they, they waited for me the fourth, which means they've, they're probably like, when the rumor came in January. It was true. It was true. And they, they just waited for me the fourth just to like make it even more awesome. And, uh, you know, I'm may, maybe, maybe Lucasfilm has a plan. Maybe. They're not just doing things by the seat of their pants. Well, I sure hope so. <laughs> uh, no, but no, it, that's, it that's just seem, silly. No way. It does seem <sighs> that way, to be honest. Like We've been doing this gig for four years now, and 
I, we it's been a roller coaster in that sense. Well, part of that is because we get more info than we should, and we don't know what to do with it, so we panic. We don't panic. We've never panicked. Who's panicking? Are you panicking? I'm not panicking. <laughs> Carlos, are you panicking? Who told you to put the bomb on? I didn't tell you to put the bomb on. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I mean, I don't mean us as in the three of us. I mean fandom. We're like, oh, this person's in. Now they're out. Panic. Oh, they don't know what they're doing. I, I hope that neither of these parties lose their gig at Lucasfilm. Because it seems, I mean, I don't know a thing about Russian Doll. But I've only heard pretty good things about it. So I have a lot of faith that uh, Leslie Headland is going to create a great project, great uh, series on Disney Plus. On, on Ahsoka? You think Filoni gives her up? Uh, oh, you're right, eh? It's true. They seem to be breeding or grooming uh, <laughs> Filoni for that. Yeah, I don't know. No, I don't, I don't think it'll be that. I think it'll be... I don't have any hopes and I, I don't really want to speculate on what either project is. My only hope is that it's outside of the, I hope it's before Phantom Menace or after uh, rise of Skywalker. That's, that's kind oh. of the only thing. No, oh, I still want that solo too. That solo series, even though they've kind of poured some water on that. Yeah. Jonathan Kasdan kind of, he did a tap dance all over that, putting putting some f- flames out on that one. So nice. yeah, I don't think so. I think if if that was on coming, they would just say this is for solo. So these ones I don't I don't think they're ready to tell us anything yet. We'll probably have to wait for a celebration before we get in whatever format celebration takes uh, before we get any extra details. But um, again, like on the on the movie side of things. Ryan Johnson's trilogy is still on the slate. And so until Lucasfilm takes it off, it's on. Uh, now we have Taika's movie, which is confirmed. So that's the only two movies that I'm aware of, or the only two big screen really? projects that I'm aware of. Hmm, I thought there was someone else in the mix. Well, unofficially, uh, J.D. Dillard also has uh, a project in the works. And then... I'm so confused. <laughs> Yeah, me too. And then uh, I think uh, there was there was a report way back when that Leda Calagridis was working on something that resembling Knights of the Old Republic. Never saw that substantiated anywhere, really. It could be true, could not, may not be true. But yeah, that, that's what's going on on the movie side of things. But Disney is still still has 2022 December set aside for Star Wars. And it's not going to be Ryan's trilogy at this point kicking off. And it's definitely not going to be Waititi's movie. Like at twenty, uh, Thor, Thor three is his twenty twenty two movie. See, that's what that's. Is it four? That's yeah, a you're problem right. for me, man. You're right, Thor four is is uh, the twenty twenty two movie. Yeah, Love and Thunder. Yeah, so he's the Waititi movie doesn't show up until earliest twenty twenty four. Earliest. No, I I agree, but the the thing is. We've talked about this many times before in the past. I think one of the big things with Solo was the timing of the film. And once you start having multiple Star Wars films crisscrossing each other in different timelines, uh, like it's going to muddy the waters. Like people are just going to lose interest in a way, man. Like the general public, anyhow. I don't know about that. I, I think it depends on the movie. It's true. Like when you get 
land talent like Taika, yeah, okay, it's definitely going to draw some people. They're going to be curious and whatnot. But I just – and this is as a fan too. I mean I can't believe I'm saying this, but like it's I, I say it for the franchise's sake in a way that – you know, I, I I would go for two movies a year. Like, give it to me, man. I'm there. Opening night. It's a celebration for me. But, you know, I, the, the the general public would kind of be like, oh, Star Wars. Man. Like, I, I just really see it going down that route if it comes to that, that we're getting two movies a year, you know, just different stories. Like, Well, I don't I, think we are getting two per year. I think they – once Solo came out, they, I think they kind of said, you know what, we put too much out too quickly, and until, until further notice, I don't think they're doing that. I hope not, because the I think on Sorry, on screen, uh, just on screen, I think there needs to be those breaks. I think by the t- time twenty twenty two rolls around, we're gonna be thirsty, man, for some Star Wars on screen. Yeah, you're probably right, Carlos. What you're gonna say? I was gonna say, I think. This is me maybe playing a little bit of devil's advocate as usual. Like, what if the solo thing was just a complete anomaly? Maybe what if it had nothing to do with being in May and not December? Or what if it had nothing to do with the directors being changed or the um, the reception of The Last Jedi by subsection of fans. Like, it had to what do if, with Avengers, man. Hold on, hold on. Let me let me just like what what if it's not one of those things and maybe just a perfect storm. Yeah, I think that that's exactly what it was. Allowed that movie to make a little bit of money. Because we it didn't lose money. It made more than it than it cost. I think in the end it, it squeaked into the black, and then once you factor in like home home video sales, licensing, yeah. it, they they made money on Solo. So anybody yeah, who's like, ah, they lost money, it's a bomb. They got the that. That to me, that franchise, had they not been so impatient in releasing it, that movie was a billion dollar movie to me, released at the right time. Yeah, but that, but the thing is, I, I, you know what? There's a part of me that agrees with you, and like if they would have waited till December, it could have. It could have maybe made a little bit more money, but that was a summer movie, man. That has summer you, movie, but there was summer easy breezy action flick all over don't, it. Don't, don't you believe that? Like art. when you watch it, I, don't you feel like it's it's made like that? That was like a a, a quintessential summer movie. Yep, absolutely. That's a, that. that was, I, I get you. It's in the season, but man, they 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 chose the wrong season, and it's the same company too. I mean, granted, money's money and whatever. It's going in the same pocket, but. They went up against Deadpool. Deadpool had a good marketing campaign and like basically playing on the whole solo thing. Like, man, man, we're going to beat you. And then, you know, you got Avengers coming. Uh, I don't know. It wasn't what, two, three weeks after swallowed everybody up. Yeah. I mean, solo was, I mean, here we are talking about solo again, but it, it was sunk by a lot of different factors. Well, I think also the last Jedi was out of theater a month or Maybe a month and a half, but when Solo came out, yeah, it was a couple of months. Yeah, Yeah. it was already on. It was already on digital. And the marketing for Solo was terrible, just terrible, guys. It was like, it's so sad that that movie was marketed that way. 
It never stood See, a chance. That, I, I've, I had this conversation quite a few times there, and uh, I think the last time may have been uh, with uh, with Robin Brad on Talk Star Wars, and it's I kind of don't care how the movies do financially like they the movie doesn't need to break records for me to feel good about myself or for me to have enjoyed the movie like I, oh God, it no. takes it to a new, to me it's like your your sports team in a way you know what i mean yeah so, and that's a problem Corey. that that's because the, the the thing about the, this the team sports thing it filters into every other aspect of life and then you have red ties versus blue ties and it's like not, oh, that's, it's not a versus thing my for me. team it's, it's, it's my team I never want- is never wrong and your team is never right. And uh, if somebody makes a mistake, it's not me. I'm passing the buck off to you. It's, I, it's, I, it's I, not I, that I, for I, me. It's, I want people to enjoy Star Wars. You know what I mean? Like when my family watches Star Wars, like tonight, we just watched Victory and Death. And, you know, every couple of minutes, I'm kind of just like side-eyeing my girl, man, to see if she's like, super into it or what her reactions are it's like the people that surround you that aren't necessarily as deep into it as you are you want them to enjoy it like you don't want to be at work and be like people like Fuck, star wars sucks and blah 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 you know like you don't want to hear that man and that's what i'm talking about is just the more the acceptance kind of yeah well people and say wanting it to do well the, the last like, the uh, last jedi made one point whatever million like uh billion sorry <laughs> and people still said it sucked so it doesn't really make a difference and he, but to me it did too man to me like being this deep into the connective tissues of the fandom like being a podcaster with you guys and really having a bit of a a bigger scope of what's actually going on and seeing the, the people the discord uh, the the people that are hurt by the franchise and whatnot some of it I kind of brush off and or most of it I kind of brush off but there's some of it you know it's they're interesting topics and uh, it's hard to, I don't know. I just wish we could please everyone. Obviously you can't, but for the most part, I, I've liked everything they've done. Like, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's to me, it doesn't seem like, yeah, it, it doesn't seem like it's that hard to just take it, enjoy it or don't enjoy it, but exactly. <laughs> Like certain things we can get worked up on and have fun, like Kylo's rotating scar. But I don't know. For the most part, it's you, you could pick the like we talk about it every week. You could just pick this franchise apart if you really wanted to. But if you want to love it, love it, man. I think most people do, as we saw on display today, May fourth. Like it was, it was just a big love fest for Star Wars, and there was not a ton of negativity. Like the people who do chirp up and go, "Yeah, but Ray sucks." They're like, "Dude, come on! Like, can you put it away not for a today. day?" Like that person gets yeah, exactly. like shut down today. Not like, a, not especially, especially now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, back. Let's let's bring bringing it back around here. Um. So yeah, so we talked about the official movie slate and whatever i i don't even know there there could be other i might be forgetting i know jd dillard's movies in the works there could be others i'm not thinking of uh but for disney plus obviously we have cassie and andor uh obi-wan is in the works uh, mando season two is official and we've heard about Ma- uh, mando season three in pre-production we've yeah, heard it's about official the, is season three oh, official season three is official and season two's in the bag 
They're already in post production. Did they see? Did they confirm season three? Yep. I didn't see that. Okay. 100% I will take. I will take your. I mean, I, I, I think that was a foregone conclusion, but just you know, waiting for that mothership approval. But if you're saying it's done, then it's done. Uh, the Ahsoka live action show, which is heavily rumored, and then the animated side has the follow up to Rebels. Uh, is there an Afro also in the works? That's that's getting mixed up. That's not confirmed either. No, no, I'm that. No, I'm saying now this is unofficial. Don't play with my emotions like that. No, unofficial is. I thought I thought unofficial was Mando three, Ahsoka, and then the animated stuff. None of that's been confirmed. But anyway, there's a lot of stuff coming, and that's just the stuff that we've heard. You know, like. There could be a lot more stuff in development of, in, in some stage of, of development, which man, oh man, we are spoiled. We're absolutely. You know, you know what I want to say? I, I really like them to get the Galaxy of Adventures on Disney Plus. Like, stop making me Google that crap on my phone. <laughs> that stuff's not on Google, Disney Plus. No, huh. or maybe if it is. Someone let me know because, I mean, I absolutely love them. They're so incredibly well done, so fun to watch, and I would love to watch them on I, – I could figure out well, – obviously, I could watch them on my TV if I wanted, but eh, just put them on Disney+. Plus. That's what I pay for. Maybe they – well, I guess they need some anchor content. Just like, you know, you know Disney+, Plus needs anchor content, something to stabilize it like the Mando. The Star Wars YouTube channel needs anchor content like Galaxy of Adventures to – stabilize that that online channel gimme 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 <laughs> anyway um <laughs> good news more we're getting more star wars guys that that is the takeaway that is the good good news and it's taika waititi and i can't believe it i'm so happy that's happening i think you know i didn't see anybody going oh man taika waititi like i think he's somebody that comes along and will serve as a great stabilizing force in Star Wars. Hopefully. And hopefully that movie, like, and I think the people that, if there are people who dislike his movie and want to you know, slap the same standard fandom menace type critiques at his movie, at that point, I wonder if those people would just be like, you know what? It's me. The problem is me. I'm out <laughs> for a change. Probably not. Anyway, uh, we do like to involve listener thoughts and questions on the show from time to time when we can. Uh, and this week we do have a question from listener Wayne Knight. And Wayne writes... It's Newman. Hello, Newman. I'm sure he's never heard that before. <laughs> I started listening to your podcast late last year and I thoroughly enjoy every episode. Something you said that in this week's pod was really enlightening. You mentioned that the three prequel villains are different aspects of Vader. Mind-blowing concept for sure. My question is this, is this an actual fact from Lucas or just a fan theory? Either way, I love it and makes me think of the prequels in a different way. You also asked if we had an epiphany moment recently with Star Wars. I don't have an epiphany, but I do have a question I'd like to throw to you guys. What happened to Obi-Wan's lightsaber after he was struck down by Vader? Did he keep it? Was it tossed away with the trash? I always had the same question about Luke's saber and Empire, but that will be answered by Charles Soule, eventually. I don't have a real answer, just thought it might be interesting to hear your takes. Thanks so much for your podcast, it helps get me through my week every week. Keep up the good work, may the force be with you. Wayne, 
Wayne, thank you very much for listening. Thanks for the question. Thanks, um, bud. As, as for the uh, prequel villains being sort of different components of Vader, I don't recall Lucas ever saying that. It's a, I, I'm sure I just picked it up out there in the, in the ether, but I don't know where that comes from. It's probably more of a fan thing, but maybe Lucas has said that at some point. I don't know for sure. Have you, have you guys heard anything to that? To, you know, sway that one way or the other? I ha- I haven't heard anything like any type of like um, a confirmation or anything like no bullet points or anything of that nature. But when it, when, uh, when you brought it up, I was like, oh yeah, that, that makes perfect sense. It's, one, like of, he, it's he, one, one of those things that just, it got by fans for the most part until years after the prequels had been out. And it was like, oh my God, maybe George didn't know what he was doing. Uh, look, George, when it comes to the lore and, and, uh, and that stuff, George definitely knows what he's doing. He's just not a director. Just that's plain and simple. Yeah, he's not the best director, not the best writer, but man, can he tell a story visually and just yeah. fill it up with a vision and and just add all kinds of layers to it. That's and that's another one of them. That's that's fantastic. He's the guy you want in the. He's like the Steve Jobs, where he comes in the room eating a pretentious fruit like a pear, <laughs> walk, walking around with like, like he wouldn't just eat an a, orange; it would be a blood orange. Yeah, 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 exactly. He's walking around without a belt, like some kind of hippie. And just... <laughs> he lo- I think he loves his belts. <laughs> George? Yeah, I think he loves belts. Yeah, I know, for sure. No, but he's the idea guy. Like, he's like, oh, man, what if it was like this and this and this? And then you throw that off, and then, like, somebody escorts him out of the room, and then, like, you let writers take care of it. Like, that's... The- I think that's George's strength, is, like, give me the broad... Give me the broad stroke and then have somebody else take care of the details. Yeah. I, you know, it's so hard because there's so many specific things he wants to get in there that sometimes I can imagine how many clashes there would be between a writer and somebody who's got that headstrong vision. So so at at a certain point he just goes, ah, you know what? I'll do it. And I guess in that case, you just, you take the good with the bad, <laughs> I suppose. Exactly. And you wait for moments like this where you go, oh my God, that's so cool. I can't believe you did like that, that Maul Dooku Grievous thing. That is so rad. Uh, but anyway, as, as to Obi-Wan's lightsaber, where do you think it is right now? Well, I mean, headcanon time, like, um, if Grievous collected the, um, the lightsabers of the Jedi's that he's killed or the Jedi that he's killed. Why wouldn't Vader do the exact same thing and keep it as a trophy? And especially since (laughs) we saw the clone wars, Mm. it's not, it's Mm -hmm. not like he's not against it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Not to get all spoilery on the clone wars just yet, but that, it's it, again another stroke of fortune in delaying this podcast because I've had this question from Wayne for a, for a little bit, and it took seeing this episode of of the Clone Wars, this finale, to go, yep, there now my answer is cemented on this Vader question. So anyway, Corey, 
Vader cuts down Obi-Wan. He's confused as to where the body is. It's gone. What the hell? What does he do? Does he grab the saber, take it back to his quarters as a trophy? And then the Death Star blows up and that, so you know the saber goes with it? Or does he get somebody to sweep it up and toss it in the dumpster with the Dianoga? And then in which case the Death Star goes boom and the saber goes with it? Or does he take the saber personally? Does he clip it to his belt and just keep it with him? Which means it could still be in play. Like, to me, I'll tell you what, I think he's got it in his castle on Mustafar. Yep. And I think there's something really cool and symmetrical about that where uh, Kenobi took Vader's saber and then Vader takes Kenobi's saber. I think I think Anakin would like that. And I think that's very Star Wars. And talking about you know some of the the poetry and rhyming that Lucas Lee used to do. I think some future writer will take that opportunity to show us that Vader did take Kenobi's saber and we'll see it. Maybe it's been shown in like a Vader immortal type thing where there's Kenobi's saber sort of mounted above the fireplace in Vader's living room on his, at his castle. What do you think, Corey? Um, I don't know. I think a writer might get crucified for that. (laughs) Just in the sense that I don't disagree with you that, you know, uh, the Death Star is a very clean place, much like Disneyland. I bet you anything there's garbage cans. Uh, the whole distance, if you can eat a hot dog in like 100 feet, there's another garbage can. I think that was the rule at Disneyland. It's probably the same thing at on the Death Star. It's not something you'd pick up and be like, chuck away like Luke or down a shaft or, you know, it's not, they're not trivial things. And this is Obi-Wan we're talking about. It was his master. For sure, it held sentimental value to him. He definitely took it. What we did with it, and I don't see him necessarily strapping it to his belt. I would probably see him wanting to put it in a safe place, you know. But like you'd said, the Death Star kind of blows up, man. And, you know, if you've ever seen Robot Chicken, he kind of got stuck in that X Wing or that uh, TIE Fighter for like two weeks. <laughs> it smelled pretty bad. But I don't know. I just I, – I, I don't – I see the legacy of Obi-Wan kind of ending there. But I definitely see him not chucking it. Like he would definitely have kept it. You know, Ahsoka – that brings Ahsoka into question now too. Like again, again, we'll get to that. But if he does have say a collection of artifacts and whatnot, maybe the rest of them aren't necessarily on the Death Star. Maybe that wasn't his home base. You know, maybe he was still running like a – Seemed to be Grand Moff Tarkin's position. He didn't really seem to, this technological terror didn't really impress him too much. So maybe he had quarters elsewhere with other stuff, but this item in particular, I think, is just gone with the legacy of Obi Wan, kind of. So you think it's no longer in play? Yeah. Destroyed. Like, did you think it blew up on the Death Star? I think it's the only thing that makes sense, again, unless. You know, they could write it in that he attached it to his hilt right away and then got it in his, his TIE fighter. But other than that, uh, you know, there's so many things they could do. He could have they could have swept it up and he could have said, you know, given it to a commander. Take this aboard my quarters on my on my Star Destroyer. True. true. And it gets whisked away. And then, you know, that that's that's easily taken care of. The tightest. Oh, like it. It, yeah, it got destroyed with the Death Star. No, I like what you said, though, about the whole cyclical thing. That would be if they get to that point somehow, like if they can make it relevant for some reason. Well, yeah, that's that. And that's just it. Like if it still is out there, like what purpose could it serve at this point? Like the Skywalker saga is over. Kenobi was 
a central character in the prequels, but was more of a secondary character in in the OT. Is there? It's it's not like at this point. Is there any value to even creating a story where Kenobi's old saber is a part of it? Like I can't imagine that there's much value in that story at this point. That's other, another other thing than too, like yeah. other than just like masturbatory fanboy headcanon like let's oh i love this thing i what happened to it is there real value to that story at this point i don't know what do you think well actually kind of might be cool if you think about it now this this kind of got my head reeling we know of a certain used to be jedi because i don't want to give them spoilers yet but that had a lightsaber that now doesn't have a lightsaber Oh, but that could be explained in the book too, eh? I guess I haven't read anything, anything could be explained anywhere. Well, well, I'll, I'll, let's just say I'm I'm speaking about Ahsoka. <laughs> you know, she, she ditches her lightsabers, so you know I didn't read the novel. Well, so I don't know how if it it explains how she gets a new pair. It does. Yeah. So in the Ahsoka novel, that's true. She bleeds the crystals, right? Right, so the Ahsoka novel, there's there's the opening prologue um, where she buries her lightsabers after the uh, after the Siege of Mandalore to give the appearance that she died. And this is where her lightsabers were left to rest. Ahsoka's dead, blah, blah, blah. Same with Rex. He kind of faked, they both faked their own deaths. Um, so so she, what do you think? Oh, okay, go on. Well, and then Sorry. later later in the book, she faces his, uh, one of the Inquisitors, beats him in hand-to-hand, like, basically hand-to-saber combat. She beats him, um, and then takes the crystals from that, like the spinny helicopter saber, I think, and she she heals those crystals and turns them white, purifies them, turns them white, and those become the, uh, the sabers that we see her sporting in Rebels. So there, there. That, that's how that works. But the the prologue part of the Ahsoka novel no longer counts. That's been overwritten. That's what I've heard. That's kind of not cool. It it makes things a little more confusing. That's for sure. I'll tell you one thing. I own the novel, but it makes me want to read it less, in a way. Yeah, for sure. It, it definitely does because there's other interludes in that book. Some of them are pretty damn cool. And if the, if you know, that first one is gutted, who's to say the other ones can't be gutted as well. But I think the main story, the Ahsoka story itself, the body of the story is intact. Like they, that still stands. I don't think they'd go that far, but the five page interlude, uh, siege of Mandalore gone in broad strokes. It kind of, Lines up. So maybe I should should read it. Well, I mean, if I mean you bought it, so (laughs) you may as well read it. No, I'm talking about the interlude. I mean, it's five pages. Prologue. It's five pages. So go ahead and read it. You know, it's you'll you'll waste. But that's that that does bug bug me, man. The whole like, you know, when you're making things canonical now, they they've made a few missteps lately. Or in the past couple of years, and some of them are like, really, like seriously, <laughs> come on. 
Well, then do I have an episode of Luminous Beings coming up for you? <laughs> oh, Nathan. <laughs> oh, man. that's Yeah, that one's going to be one that we're going to have to stay laser focused on because that could go three hours if we let it. But yes. Okay. Anyway, back to Kenobi Saber. You think it's dead? Yeah, I would. I would. Uh, again, I, like you said, I, I, a don't see the purpose behind it, the story. Anyhow, I do see him keeping it, but I do also see him having it, it got destroyed. Like again, he was stuck in that Tie Fighter for God knows how long. No hyperdrive. Well, Vader's Vader's Tie Fighter had a hyperdrive. Hmm. But I, 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 I want to say that he did keep it, but I. I'm with you. I see no value in the story of telling telling us where it is, other than it, it being an Easter egg at some point. I don't see the need or value in a story about it, or where that saber becomes relevant. All right, Wayne. I'm with you. I, I, oh, I'm definitely Carl, you're back, sorry. Carlos. Uh, yeah, no. I was just gonna say I'm definitely with you. I, um, for me, it's in his tie. That, that's, I always thought that he kept it and that it wasn't destroyed. I don't know. That's just me. But uh, yeah, definitely an awesome question. And we will find out one day for sure. It just seems that's like a, they, can't, they can't help themselves from filling in those gaps, right? Yeah. Cool. Wayne, thank you, man. Don't be a stranger. We love, love that question. New to Medicare? Start now. Go to MyHealthPolicy.com to learn about some of the top-rated Medicare Advantage plans in your area, including plans for $0 a month in plan premiums, low out-of-pocket costs, and expansive provider networks. If you're thinking about a Medicare Advantage plan, MyHealthPolicy.com is a great place to go to find a plan that meets your needs. Learn more about your options. Even talk with a licensed insurance agent. MyHealthPolicy.com New to Medicare? Go to MyHealthPolicy.com. With MyHealthPolicy.com, you can compare plans from some of the nation's top insurers. Start now to find a plan and apply online. MyHealthPolicy.com makes it easy to find a Medicare Advantage plan in your area, including plans for $0 a month in plan premiums, low out-of-pocket costs, and expansive provider networks. My decision, my Medicare. MyHealthPolicy.com. All right, so that uh, that frees us up to now talk about Clone Wars. Wow, Ep- episodes eleven and twelve. Holy cow, man! This 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 was something special. This whole arc, this whole season, I thought was was terrific. But these last four episodes, next level, unbelievable stuff. Corey, what did you think, man? Yeah, it was good. It's hard to describe, man. The whole thing, like, first and foremost, I want to say when this whole pandemic is over, I really hope they go out on a limb and put this out there on theaters. A nice cap to the series in the sense they started it with a movie. They took a chance. It didn't do great in the theaters. And this, too, like, it's already said and done. It's on the Disney Plus. They've made their money or whatever it is they're going to off it. This would just be the cherry on top, and I would be the first in line, man. But, uh... Yeah, the whole scope of it, the the way they took it to the next level from a visual standpoint, uh, a music standpoint, uh, like the animation, everything was just so on point, like really blew me away. And these last two episodes, just so good. Like when you look at Shattered, 
I was talking about this with Kigo, and it's a good way just to set the tone for the conversation, but the tone of the music was just so different. You know what I mean? Like it was so bizarre and daunting and steady. It was foreboding. Well, it's and that, like, like to, that music that you hear in like a, in a thriller or a horror movie where it's building up the tension. That's yeah. it. Like, it, you know what it also belayed to me too, though? It was that like perfect. Like also we know the story. That's another great thing about this whole arc too is that you know where it's going to end. But at the same time, it built an incredible amount of on-your-seat suspense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. They played with our our knowledge and expectations. Like we know that Ahsoka survives. We know that Rex will survive. We know that Maul gets out. So instead, instead, because we know that, that they can never surprise us with that. They can torment us with the how and the when. So like they're playing that ominous music and it, they're giving us like these slow shots of Ahsoka just surrounded by troops on a shuttle. And you're like, Oh, is, th- yeah. is those, this where those it goes slow down? shots? And that's the thing too, man. I think I, I wanted to do this, do this because with uh shattered, I'd watched it, I think three times. And every time I noticed that there's this one scene where I think it's almost a, it's like a two minute scene, at least where there's no speaking, like no one's speaking at all. Like it's just dead silence and that music and people and, and it's nothing like happening big in the background. It's just them, you know, walking around and well, that it's, it's letting, boating. It was letting Kevin Kiner do the talking. Yeah. Oh, and it talked, man. It was so beautiful. I have a like, question. Like when, while you were watching it, like, and you're seeing what's going on on screen. Are you trying to visualize what's happening elsewhere in the galaxy? Yes. At the same yes. time? Yes. Yes. <laughs> the whole time. All right, oh, cool. I thought it was time, just, man. I, 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 didn't, they, I, I didn't think it was just me. Like I figured most people would, but it was something that really struck a chord with me. Well, the show was made of really, if you've been paying attention a little bit, like the show has made a very uh, big point of connecting it to Revenge of the Sith and the timeline, which is really appreciated. But like just the last thing about the music, anyhow, to me, like I again, because I know the story, but to me, I, I kind of translated almost into the end of an era and the beginning of a new. Like it just it, it spoke to me on so many levels and I it, it really every level, all cylinders were firing on this arc, man. It was really, really, really well done. And what a treat, what a way for Filoni to end this thing for us to get this on star Wars day, like just bravo to them. And like, we waited eight years, you know, it was such sad news to know that the, the, the show was canceled, you know, for, for no good reason to be honest, but, uh, Hey, I'll say it was worth the wait. Yeah. It was, yeah, absolutely. It was worth the wait. I mean, this whole season to me was a gift to begin with and to have it end in this way. Holy cow. Like Carlos, how did you feel like in, in broad strokes about this, this, these two last episodes? Um, I, I liked episode 11 better than episode 12. There was just, there was more action to me. There was like, um, less it was less of a known quantity, so it was fun to kind of see that. And I think they did, like, obviously, we talked about the music, and they did such a good job with it. And at some, I'll be honest with you, there were some points, 
at, at the end of episode 12, when Vader's walking on the snow, it looks cinematic. It looks like it's almost live action. Yeah, it looked that's fantastic. How, like that's that, how good it was. The final, like I was, I was just mesmerized, and that final shot with of the clone helmet buried in the snow, just yep. looking at the snow around the helmet was. Was that Jesse's helmet? It yep. was it, no, it was one of the orange ones. Oh, but there, you did see Jesse's helmet. You did, though. yeah, you did, but it wasn't that one yeah. that we closed the show on. So I remember seeing Jesse's helmet and thinking, like, you know, Ahsoka kind of buried all those guys. Yeah, her and Rex uh, got the shovel yeah. out. You see Rex walking with the shovel, right? Yeah. Yep. And she feels bad. She's like, she she did obviously she doesn't want to kill, but like, is is she like the epitome of Jedi? Like, yes. Well, that's the whole thing, then. <laughs> like, if we're, we're gonna jump right to the end here and saying that, like, with this, the way the show. The series ends with the crash and all that. The way what's her actions, you take it right back to what Trace and Rafa said, and quote, You're what the Jedi should be. And even Anakin holding her lightsaber, he is so in my head, he was so my head canon tells me he was so goddamn tormented and proud at the same time to know that he created well, he helped to create it's it's Ahsoka, but to know that. Anakin was her master and she was his Padawan speaks volumes as well to what Anakin was to the Jedi at one point. Like we, I don't want to erase that either. Give him that, that credit. Like he made her a very different Jedi, the same way that Qui-Gon was different kind of, you know, not necessarily always believing things and going by protocol. Like he really helped to teach her, but man, she is just, like you said, Carlos, the epitome of what a Jedi should and could be is what she is, man. She's like we've had selfless. this conversation. We've had this conversation about Qui-Gon before. And um Well, she it's different. She, 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 no, but she blows him away. Yeah, big time. Like she's just so selfless. Like she what the Jedi are are exactly that. Like it's always to protect people and to not like look. She could have taken the easy way out. She basically said that taking down those tr- troops could have would have been a joke. You know, she really wanted to get to get to that shuttle. She could have, but she did not want to hurt any of them or kill them. That would have been the easy way out. And Rex was right there, man. Rex was crying, bro. That was horrible. Takes his helmet off. That was such a good scene, man. She takes his helmet off, and you see him crying. He's like, "My brothers." Oh man, like I was like starting to tear up at that point, you know, and you just see her strength really shining through. Like I have a plan. Ah, she just, like you said, Carlos, she is what the epitome of what the Jedi should and could be. And this series again, really punched that home. And again, the, the, the exclamation point, when you watch this final arc, the two main characters of the clone wars are Rex and Ahsoka, in my opinion. Well, yeah, I mean, it is. I mean, Filoni has kind of said that. And I don't know if he meant that if the show was always meant to be about these two or if it just ended up that way because, hey, you can tell really cool stories through these two. But Ahsoka became so Ahsoka and Rex became our POV characters. Well, that's it. it. It lets the show be its own thing. You know, like we're not writing like, yes, Anakin and Obi-Wan and 
all those big name characters are a huge part of this series, but at the same time, these new characters are able to to carry the the, the secondary plot. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I like going back into Shattered. She's talking. She's she captures Maul. She does the thing that nobody has been able to do yet, and she's she's having a conference chat with with the Jedi Council. And it was Yoda who goes, uh, you know, asks, she says, I, I did my duty as a citizen. And he said, uh, not as a Jedi. And she said, no, not yet. Like, she, that, that was an interesting answer to me. Like, not because she's not a Jedi, but it sounds like she was considering going back. Or she was yeah, thinking I about agree. a path back to being a Jedi. Which makes things very interesting for where she is in Rebels or what she considers herself to be at that point, even though she still says... I think she tells Vader straight up, I'm no Jedi, right? Yep. But where is she by the time of Rise of Skywalker when she's a voice? It's, it sounds like she was considering maybe going back or maybe being her own thing. Who knows? But I, That's I did, it. I did she, love she's that. got her own system, man, and it works. She's probably done all kinds of research now, man. Like she's the gatekeeper now. Like she has amassed a vast quantity of knowledge. I'm sure of it. I mean, it's just her compassion too, and her her, her exactly. Her That's the wills of the force as well, kind of probably saying, you know, this is. I don't want to say chosen one, but she's. Please don't. Uh, no, <laughs> like you know what? It's just the will saying like this is someone that basically needs to stay in the game. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, you know, if I had a glove, I would slap Mace Windu right in the face with it. Like he did not do himself any favors in this arc. No, oh, he's same with the face, except for that speech at the beginning. Well, she's like, you I... know, she she wants to ask a little bit extra questions. She wants to know, like, oh, well, you know, what you want? To, what, what was she gonna ask? Dude, her main concern, and this is again her showing her Jedi light, her strength, her love, her compassion. She knew something was wrong with Anakin. Where's Anakin? Where's Anakin? Where's Anakin? That's where she was at, man. Well, she Where's was worried Anakin? because of, of what Maul told her. And isn't, exactly. Isn't that where Windu says, uh, yeah, yeah, that's uh, that, that this is council matters, citizen. Yeah. You're not privy. And it's like, oh, you, you jerk. Like well, she, she just did something for you. She did something for you that you guys haven't been able to do. And you can't just give her this little nugget of info that she's looking for on someone she's close to. Come on, you turd. But the, you're right. I, 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 but but he definitely feels like the conflict of interest in her and in him. So I kind of understand. That's a military thing. Yeah. Well, maybe. You know, I don't know. I I, I get it. There, I kind of get it too. I I see. Well, you need that character as well. Well, what if Ahsoka had told the council about Maul's visions and thoughts of Skywalker? Exactly. That's the same kind of thing. Like that's a bat on her. Yeah, the, maybe that's what Mace Windu is is sensing in her. Well, yeah, it's the, that, she that doesn't she's try. hiding something. She might be hiding something, and and that she straight up doesn't trust them. Yeah. Well, at the same time, put yourself in his head as well. Like, you know, as a normal person, anyhow, like you know, he's he's a very powerful Jedi. Him, and they 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 really drive that home. So you know, he's right up there with Yoda. He knows something's wrong. He knows there's a plot to destroy the Jedi. 
So his guard is up. Like Ahsoka is kind of a bit of a, a wild card to him in the sense that he doesn't know if he can trust her. And I kind of get that as well. If he would have taken the time to, you know, but that was Palpatine's plan. Divide and conquer, man. Yeah, I, I, I was. I find my window a little bit of a jumbled mess a little bit sometimes. And I, you know, this is, I mean, this is happening at Order 66. And in that very same day, he tells Anakin, oh, if, if you know, if what you told me about uh, Palpatine is true, you'll have earned my trust. And here is Ahsoka who just delivered Maul to you on a platter and you don't trust her. It's because she quit. He's probably resentful. Think you're too good for the Jedi? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. That's that, well, that's that arrogance, right? Even yeah, the older, more experienced ones. And you know what? Even if she told them, they'd probably just they'd probably dismiss it. I gotta think they'd dismiss it. Nah, whatever. Maul, he's a liar. He's you know they've, they've done it before, right? Duke, uh, Duke told Obi Obi Wan all kinds of stuff that was true. They didn't believe. Yeah, hundred percent true. Obi Wan relays that to Yoda, and he's like, "Yeah, he's lying." <laughs> no, he wasn't. Yeah. Nope. Yeah, well, that, that's the thing. That's what I, I'm getting at. Is like, we all um, this whole saga would have been over if if Qui Gon would have listened to Obi Wan in the first scene of the Phantom Menace. Yeah, I sense a much larger plot. Yeah, he's like something <laughs> elusive. And he's like, no, 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 focus on what we're here to do <laughs> yeah, right like, now. Snap out of it, Obi-Wan. Idiot. No, he's like, no, 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 no. Uh, but I mean, it's, I don't know. It's just, I, I, I kind of didn't, I'll be honest. Uh, when I first started watching Clone Wars, I found Ahsoka annoying. Most people did. And, Yep. And um I think and and Corey like seriously like keep it in your pants. But I think like Rebels. See, Rebels. See seeing her in Rebels. Oh. <laughs> seeing her in Rebels just made me appreciate the character a lot more. And I find that they kind of writ they wrote her a little bit different when they came back in in uh season seven. Oh big time. Well, yeah she I mean she had just gone through that horrible thing in the wrong Jedi arc where she gets where she gets kicked out and then welcomed back but decides to leave anyway. She'd gone through this horrible thing. And yeah for sure like her her worldview has been completely shattered. And she's piecing it back together, and she, you know that. And that's why the that's where the arc with the Rafa, uh, the Martez sisters comes in, and makes her development so important. But uh, oh, I want to mention uh, before we forget about Bo Katan. If we ever see her again, especially in live action, uh, in it's got to be Katie Sackhoff. Well, it's, yeah, for sure. But there, like one of her first lines, like the only time we really see her is uh, she says, "I wish I was good at something other than war." And that stood out to me as just something be- that Dave Filoni would plant in this arc that would pay off later. And I, I obviously there's no there's we have nothing to go on, but I have a feeling her story's not done. And at some point, whether it's in the Mandalorian or somewhere else, we're gonna find Pokatan doing something other than war and being good at it. So I, I just wanted to mention that before before 
we get way past she's it. the armor well i saw some people speculating that uh rook rook cast who's you know she was the one that was sort of running around with uh saxon is the armor mm. same she got the same well, bumpy helmet obviously it's not gold or bronze or whatever but how cool is it to see Ursa Ren at uh, Bo-Katan's right hand? That's yeah, that was cool. That's Sabine's mom. That's 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 a deep cut. Yep. Yeah, so I mean, okay, back to Ahsoka and Maul. Like they both kind of sensed Order sixty six going on, but we also learned that Maul didn't know the whole plan. Yeah, that, that's I love a question that. we've been talking about forever. Like, does Maul know? What does he know? Like, he obviously knew something, but now we know that he didn't have the full scope of the plan and he's giggling to himself going, oh, this is so brilliant what a great plan to turn the jedi's uh, the jedi's own army against them amazing well, you, even just a build up to that moment man that mandalorian prison that maul was in was in they kind of made like a significance of that and saying like i thought the like so it was like i thought these were banned They're like this is the last one so when you open it to there was something about that whole scene. Him being in there was very Hannibal Lecter. Yep. Um, the, the whole buildup, like I said, like getting him, transporting him. There's complete silence, you know, and it's this ominous thing, and it's all building to Anakin lopping off Mace Windu's arm. Unlimited power. Like you hear it, man. Did you hear that? Yep, absolutely. Yeah. That's so cool, man. Like ah, anyway. Yeah, you hear the "What have I done?" I think I think they even at one point use like Hayden Christensen dialogue, but then get Matt Lanter to do one of the lines as well. Yes, yes, hundred percent, hundred percent. But you, back to that Mandalorian prison box, you know what it was very reminiscent of to me. At first, I thought I'm like, is that a big? Did they carbonate him? <laughs> but you know, obviously. You see the little the little window where you could see Maul's beady little eyes. But what did you think? Well, when you open it, not from the outside, but when you open it, did it remind you of anything? Should it have? It did to me. Like the first thing that struck me was very Sith temple, which kind of struck back to the thing. I thought these things were banned. Like basically what it looked to me like with all like there was a lot of red lines and stuff and like the way they were pattern kind of reminds me of every sith thing that we've seen in a temple so far a lot of reds and those kind of weird shapes Mm -hmm. so i was kind of thinking that it renders a jedi or a force user immune and that's why it was kind of bent inert yeah like Uh, just maybe and that's why they were banned kind of like the un's like okay no more biological warfare in a sense like this this is a weapon that cannot be used yeah, maybe. Um, so one of the things that I, I was waiting for, and I think all of us were waiting for, is is would Rex turn on Ahsoka? Because there is that very specific line from the Lost Commanders where Rex says, "I when when the time came, I didn't turn on my Jedi commander." I don't know the I can't remember the exact quote, but he says like I didn't turn, but he did, but didn't like what. Carlos, what was your view on Rex's handling of Order 66 at the moment? Uh, well, I mean, he's programmed to do a certain thing. I, I don't blame him, but I like the fact that they show him sh- kind of struggle with it. 
Oh, yeah. He's just like the helmet just shaking in his arms when he's trying to fight the impulse. Yeah. He's like, yeah, that the, there's and it shows Willpower. that they're, they're not all the same, right? Yeah, the time spent so close to Ahsoka and Kenobi and Anakin must have rubbed off. Must have yeah, given him some it... extra willpower, some extra critical thinking, stuff like that. And he's a, he's a crack shot compared to the rest of those idiots who don't know how to hit anything. <laughs> for sure. Like, watching this, the final episode going, well, suddenly the clones can't shoot except for Rex. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's Order 66. It caused a little, there was a secondary malfunction. Yeah, I don't know. When the chip activates, does it like make their vision go blurry a bit too? Except for Rex? But man, what's. Just fire, fire, fire. Don't aim, just fire. That's the quantity over quality. So Ahsoka, like the the Order 66 is is called down. She, she, her and Rex kind of seal themselves in that room, but the the clones are surrounding her. She. that awesome display where she's sort of deflecting all their bolts into the ceiling oh. and you know shoots. How them. cool was that, man? So rad. And then she she escapes and she goes straight for Maul. And to me, if it almost felt out of character for her to just like to set him loose and go like, "I'm not rooting for you. Go cause some damage." And he's like, "Well, can I have a fighting chance?" She's like, "No, you can't have one of my sabers. Get out of here." That's yeah, perfect. I I get it. But it felt very cutthroat from Ahsoka, which, you know, be, she's always so helpful and so compassionate. And Cause she knows he's going to be fine. She knows in the long run he, he's going to be the like the monkey wrench in her plan. Like uh, that was perfect to me. I, I love what she did there, man. Like it was, it was so good. Don't make me regret this. And he does. <laughs> well, I mean, it was. Without it, him, who was her only fighting chance? Though, to be honest, she needed that wild card to kind of divide the the troops. Yeah, for sure. But I I love how the, or that you know, uh, Rex in that moment going back to Rex. This is where the fives arc comes back into play, where he's like, ah, he's trying to fight the whole thing, the impulse to kill, and he's telling her to find fives. Yeah, that was that was so cool. I kind of called that in the Facebook group, eh, just before the show came out. Did you? Yeah, check it. it was a thread that you were part of. Like, I basically said that, uh, like, you guys were talking about it, saying that, like, what happens there? Is Ahsoka just going to, like, cut his head open and blah, blah, blah? Then I kind of said something along the lines of, uh, I, I think he took what Five said to heart in season six and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Only oh, yeah, Rick liked it. Thanks, Rick. <laughs> Rick, 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 Rick. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you mean Mark? Yeah. <laughs> eh? Sure, Kevin. <laughs> Sure thing, Kevin. Um, yeah, no, that was that. I, I thought that was really cool and a great way to bring that arc around. Uh, anyway, but it's crack. true, like you said, like t- touching back, Kyle, that whole scene where he's, he he sees like Anik, uh, Ahsoka frees him, and she's like, "Don't make me regret it." And then he's kind of like, "I don't, I didn't know anything." And then he sees the plan. He's like, "Brilliant!" Like it's perfect when you really think about Palpatine's plan when you see it through through those other eyes you know what I mean like he really had every like sometimes I ask myself why did Palpatine wait so long to really you know he could have done it sooner but no he waited till everyone was shattered you know what I mean like the the forces were drawn so thin the the war had gone on forever 
the waters were so muddied. No one would know who to believe. He just played the card so close to his chest, man. Yep. Um, okay, so Rex is taken to the med bay. And I, I, Star Wars kind of sometimes gets a hard time for doing some crazy stuff. And usually I'm just going like, hey, look, that's Star Wars. It's always done that thing. But like the two-minute brain surgery, I thought was like, okay, guys, like that's a bit pushing it for me. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. You got I- this guy under anesthetic, cut open his head, remove the chip, seal him back up in less than two minutes, and he's well, awake again? It depends. Come on. It's it's plausible. Come on. It's like an it's a like a milling machine, man. He gets in there, the program's ready. Boop boop. Come on. He had uh, he had like one of those like metallic band-aids on top of it. I know. It would take it would take three minutes just to apply that. <laughs> no way. These machines move quick, but I, I agree it was very it happened very quickly. But you know, simple procedure, man. He was just in there like zip zip. Oh. It took them longer to find the chip than to take it out. Yep. True. But there was something weird about that. That was weird too, eh? Like Ahsoka. But that was a beautiful scene too. Like, don't get me wrong. It, it hit me in the, in the heartstrings there. But, you know, the I'm one with the force to force with me. Yeah. And she's like, so what's up with that? Why was the chip hidden until that point? You know what I mean? Like, does Palpatine have some kind of like spell on the chips? I don't know. <laughs> Well, but there was something weird there. It's one thing for, I thought that was a bit weird too, and I was, you know, it, obviously it's nice to hear that that uh, prayer going on, just to you know to link it with with Rogue One. But why did the computer suddenly detect the chip once she was doing that? That's it. You know, it was that was a kind of a weird thing to me. But either way. I believe the surgery. I mean, look at BB-8 in the bottom of Poe's X-Wing in, in The Last Jedi. You know what I mean? It's just zip, zip, zip. Bloop, bloop, bloop. Or you see the stitches getting put on Kylo's face? Yeah, no, but this is brain surgery, man. <laughs> eh, not really. Not really? It looked like it was just a little chip, man, like on the side of his head. Like It looked very simple to me. Oh, okay. Okay. I mean, I, I, was it? It wasn't like taking the uh, which stone is it that Vision has? The reality stone, or the time stone. I can't remember. That was a very complicated procedure. Well, that was just tear it out of his head. <laughs> In the long if, run, if you're Thanos, right? If you're Shuri, you do it properly. It takes hours. Anyway, uh, that was that was uh, shattered. And then into uh, victory and death. I thought, you know, this was the episode where it's like it was I didn't catch really any uh, direct ties to say, like, what is happening elsewhere? Like, where is this with Revenge of the Sith? Did I miss something? Like the the only thing that stood out to me was the opening music was super reminiscent. It wasn't the same but was very reminiscent of Padme's funeral. And I wonder if that is, if that is the tie, but I don't See, think so. I, I don't think it makes quite enough sense at that point. There was something about that, that stood out to me in the sense that, um, you know, I just watched the episode right before we recorded for the first time. So 
I was like lyrics at the beginning. I was like, I want them translated now. Somebody will do it sometime. Somebody yeah, will, like somebody will put them out. I I hope they're pertinent. You know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah, I mean this this is all happening. I think it's post movie kind of. You know what I mean? Like uh, we got the gist of it. Yeah, I but mean, uh, this, this has got to be I, right near the end. Like right near the end of Revenge of the Sith, maybe even spilling over uh, beyond. That's what I was kind of thinking, but at the same time, it's like, um... hey Corey, think about this. This is happening on Ezra's birthday. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it happened on part of it was Luke and Leia's birthday, and then it may have spilled over into Ezra's birthday. Yep. That's sad. What did you think of the? Uh... We we speculated on this, like they would say, like they they would try the loophole of, well, she's not a Jedi, so you don't have to execute her, huh? Huh? Good on Rex. Well, it was her. It was her plan. But yeah, I guess, I guess you had to give it a shot. We've tried that loop. We've seen that loophole in Star Wars recently with IG Eleven. I'm not. A, I'm not a person. True. Was it was that right up your alley, Corey? As a loophole? Uh, well, they needed to do something, so I just went with it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like it, it's true too. I mean, why not? It's like they need to buy some time, and that's all they really needed. So Ahsoka just, you know, she went with the will. She's like, "This is my instinct. This is the plan. Let's do it." Rex bought in. And he did a good job too of buying some time. That's what they needed, right? Yep. With cheap, that's you see that cheap, CH three three P. It's not Chopper, Corey. It's original concept art for Chopper. Okay. I swear to God. I believe you, but it's not Chopper. Still, he's cute, <laughs> and he spoke like him too. And he's arms. dead. He's dead, Corey. Yeah. And he's a hero. God damn it. And R seven all dead. They were all heroes, every one of them, and I want a goddamn three pack in Black Series. Did you see R seven uh, in that sort of the the uh, the burial scene at the end of the episode? They had they had uh, pulled R seven out of the wreckage. Them? Well, I mean, they yeah. had his pieces kind of put together because that was Ahsoka's droid. Yeah. Yep. In previous seasons, like that was her droid, and so I'm not surprised that she would have salvaged him and maybe tried to rebuild. That, that's another thing too, man. Like throughout the whole thing, you know, you got the clones and the Jedi. The clones turn; they're loyal to the Republic or the Emperor, basically. But the droids, they trust the Jedi. Like they were like, "Ooh, what's going on?" Like, like we're with you, man. Right to the end, and they were all brave. That last scene, like you said, Kyle. Like, like okay, yeah, they got killed, but man, they those droids saved the day, man. They always go overlooked in the grand scheme of things. But if it wasn't for them, that mission would have never happened. It was just another part of the wills of the force. But even the last scene that they're in, they laugh. You know, they're like, hey, hey, hey. like, look what we did kind of, you know. Yeah, they're giggling. And then it's like, yeah. And they're like, then pop, 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 pop. I wasn't expecting that, man. I was like, that was kind of like, that was unnecessary. <laughs> but they went there. They really took it to the uh to the edge man in that regard yep even with the Soka's droid too like you said like you saw its, its head pretty much blown off well and, and 
I mean, just to twist the knife even further, like he took a he took the bullet for her. Like he charged in in the way. Like it was almost like he human shield himself. Yeah, big time. I think that's a she too. Is it back a she? off. Okay. Oh yeah. Sorry, jeez. No, no, your droid. <laughs> Although Carlos, I am with you. I think in the grand scheme of things, I did prefer Shattered to this finale. Like I thought this finale, as as action packed as it was, I found it a little bit repetitive. Yeah. You know, and it, it was it was a short episode to begin with, like twenty three minutes or whatever. Plus, you know, including credits. But I thought there was a lot of like deflect, deflect, shoot, shoot, deflect, yeah. deflect, shoot, shoot. And then like the trap with the maintenance decks. I thought there was a lot of that. Just, yeah. I mean, I, I love the episode, but there was way more meat on the bone with uh, with the previous episodes. Yeah, I agree. But still, this was great. Like seeing Ahsoka and Rex work together like that as a team. Man, they were so in sync, man. I loved it. Like, just the back and forth between, like, the way Rex was just smoking them. I loved it. And the way, like, obviously it's all Ahsoka, right? But just the way Rex was able to kind of somewhat try and keep up. I think one of the coolest things was when she plunges her sabers into the ground. Perfect circle. Yeah. Yeah, Such a good scene, man. That's something we've never seen before in Star Wars. Like the, the like the throw, the sabers, use the force to cut. Like she was just on point, man. Incredible instincts. Yeah, no, like she, as far as uh, of all the Jedi, like the ones who survived the purge, you have Yoda, Obi Wan, and Ahsoka. <clears throat> and, Excuse me. What? You for, I, I think Corey is getting all bent out of shape because you didn't say Kanan. Caleb Doom. <laughs> yeah, how how you know why he wasn't even good enough for them to want to kill him? Oh, you obviously haven't read the eleven part miniseries. No, maybe <laughs> I haven't. Nerd. It's sad. <laughs> Anyways, but I'm just lot, saying, man. From, from the stuff that we've seen on screen, like. It just makes perfect sense that they would be able to escape because she's she's incredible, man. I want more. I want more Ahsoka stories now. Like not only that, but like picture this. Okay, the Jedi were screwed, right? Kigo and I kind of spoke about this a bit. You know, some Jedi had better odds than others, I guess, in it at a, at their chance of survival. Ahsoka was pretty much put in the absolute worst position. Let's go in space, traps amongst an entire battalion of soldiers. Programmed to kill her. Yeah. Like, she was flying into her doom, and she survives, man. It speaks volumes in that sense. You know what it does, though? I mean, when you consider the amount of shots she deflected and parried in this two episodes... How stupid and feckless does it make Kiati Mundi look? He yeah. was tired, man. Well, he made it to what two before giving up the ghost. You chump! And, and Kid Fisto, like, dude, you suck. Like, you all no, suck. Kid Fisto got Kid Fisto got smoked by Palpatine. Yeah, but he just saw two of his uh, two of his 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 brosifs get it, like. 
Yeah, it's put, true. He put, did suck. Put up on guard. Dude. All of them sucked. They're like, what? <laughs> yeah, he, Kit Fisto made it through like three or four parries today. Like when, when, when I watched Reven- Revenge of the Sith earlier today, I think he made it to like three or four parries before he went down. Yeah, he he he, he could have lasted longer. He should have got some of those tentacles lopped off or something. Like, ah. He needed to go on the back foot. He was dumb. They're Sorry. All, they're, like, they're, they're all dumb. Give yourself some suck. room. They all suck. They're all overrated. Terrible. Dude, they were all so tired. They're just like, we're so tired. Uh, you're the Sith Lord? Just kill me now. Uh. Anyway, I thought watching this, I'm like, man, Kiedi Mundy should have been your Padawan Ahsoka. Like, I don't care if he has two brains or whatever it is with these, with, the, with those people, but yeah, she, she was such a boss. But she comes to fruition here, you know what I mean? It's not like uh, she was like that at the beginning. She was quite arrogant in some of the earlier episodes of this, the series. What she's become is, like Carlos said earlier, she's the epitome of what a Jedi should be, and I think the show is trying to drive that point home. Yeah, and well, and it's it's funny. Like the first, f- well, like you said, the, in the first, well, in Shattered, there was a stretch of time, a couple of minutes at least, where there's no dialogue. The like the last three, four minutes of of this finale, no dialogue. Right, and it was it was so cool. Like some of my favorite parts of this episode of the finale actually are. In the like, as they're trying to escape the crashing uh, cruiser, like they open the docking bay. Well, yeah, but like the, I, the visual storytelling that Filoni is doing, like this is a Republic cruiser going down. Like this is the Republic crashing and burning, and out of that crashing and burning wreckage flies in a Y wing, and I love that. That I was like, oh. Like that's Filoni doing that. That is so perfect. Star Wars, where like the rebellion star starship, the Y wing, flies out of the wreckage of the Empire or like the wreckage of of the Republic. That to me is just such good storytelling. And then like, yeah, dude, I didn't even consider that. That's amazing. That was a good scene too, man. That was tense. The free fall. The free fall, and then when she like she gets in. Uh, like she grabs in, she kind of closes the dome over her head. There's that shot of just her in that dome, and just like the look of like disillusionment on her face, and like that's her now. Like she's isolated. The Jedi are done, and it's just her. And it, it was like this great moment of, of just like capturing what this character now is and where the Jedi are. Like they're just completely isolated. They're done and cut off. I love that. Like, and it's all wordless. It's all done with images. You know perfect. what? They, they never, it could have been easy for them to venture off the path. And, you know, a lot of people would like that for them to have done a little more, maybe with Obi-Wan and Anakin and other storylines that were going on at the same time, but they stayed the course. You know what I mean? Like they stuck with these two and they told that story and yeah, it was well worth it. Yep. We could have got more though. I still, I still feel like there was room for more, but the cinematic, uh, cinematic quality of it all was uh, just off the charts, man. Absolutely. Well, what about the ending? So now, like they've they've buried their clone brothers. Uh, it's still wordless. Ahsoka's wearing that cloak now. I don't know where that came from. Well, could, could we just touch back before we really get to the end here? Like, I really have to give a big, big props to Maul. Like his stock 
is constantly rising, man. I, I know that's a great deal has to do with Sam Witwer, but this intri- entire arc, he's such a, he's bad, but he's like neutral bad. You know what I mean? Like he'll talk with Ahsoka. Like he wants what he wants, but at the same time, he's not going to like stab her in the back right away. But at the same time, his sheer power, his rage was off the charts. It was, yeah, watching him wreck that uh, the hyperspace chamber, or, like all that, what? all that yeah, equipment. He just tore down the engines, man. Like it, it was crazy. And even even going out there, like Ahsoka's like, I'm not rooting for you. I'm not giving you a weapon. Good. I was right of Ahsoka to do that. But at the same time, like seeing him fend for himself the way he fought was really cool, man. He was so like just on point. You know what I mean? Like that was peak Maul. Yeah, I because I was wondering what was going to happen with him in this episode. Like, would he be delivered back to the Republic, and would Sidious get his hands on him again? And I guess not, because we know at some that, point Crimson Dawn is sort of sort of in league with the Empire. So I thought that maybe Sidious would go, "Hey, listen, I got another plan for you. How about this?" But uh, that's, uh, execute that's, that's Order sixty seven on Maul. Yeah, like so, something doesn't make sense. Well. There's this, another story to be told, let's just say, because the time span between Solo and Rebels is like, I think like six, seven, maybe eight years max. And Maul is like riding high in Solo. But by the time we see him in Rebels, he's like stranded on Malakor, like fallen from grace. So there's a story to be had there as well. This character's story is not over man that's what i like about him and you know i i hated the fact back in 2010 whatever when they brought him back out i was like i, I was like star wars what are you doing but god they sold me on this character and this just again drove it home for me well he was so one-dimensional before and now now he's not he's much more interesting now oh yeah so, Carlos, what did you think of the ending here on this this planet where it's now – it's gone from fall or, or or summer to winter, some like years later, and, and Vader makes an appearance? How did this ending catch you? Um, part of me kind of expected it a little, um, but even – even at that point, okay, even knowing that we would probably see Vader, knowing that there would um, be that, like, maybe not a foreshadowing, but, like, a potential foreshadowing of, like, a, a, a future meeting between Vader and Ahsoka, it still hit me. You know how sometimes you're expecting something and it happens, it's like, okay, yeah, I kind of, I figured. This was, like... I expected it, and it still got me emotional. Yeah, and I, I wasn't expecting Vader at all. Oh no, not really. Yeah, I kind of i i i i figured they'd go there. Like there was just something when you see the snow, and it's like, oh, there's almost like a there's like a little bit of a hot feeling, and then you hear that. And it's like, oh man, it was, it was like I I kind of knew it, and then you see it, and like when I was talking before about how it almost looked cinematic, it almost looked like 
uh, live action at some points. Um, the, this scene specifically really, really, really looked like compare that to the first scene of the Clone Wars oh, yeah. episode one, season one. It's like ambush, man. You can't. It's it's just so much better, and um, yeah, it played on a lot of the emo- that this whole episode played on a lot of emotions. The the Chirrut Mway. Um, the force is with me. I'm one with the force. Mm-hmm. Like, man, I not gonna lie. I started crying at that point. Yeah, there, there was it was so powerful. Yeah, I mean, because like, how emotional can this episode get when when we know the general outcome, and they found other ways to to play with it, right? They they yeah used a lot Rex of music. Relationship, that, yeah. They they found other ways, other other strings to pull, other than you know relying on on the, the stuff we already knew. That was he, that's what was so effective and, and great about these episodes. You know, how I saw the last scene playing out as well. Like we see Rex and Ahsoka burying the troops, like we said, and that's kind of like to me, it's it's like a metaphor again to like burying the series in a way. They take a good long time at showing you all the helmets from various angles. It's a good buy to the clones. And like Kyle, on the same page as Kyle, I had no idea that they were going to show anything about Vader at this point. So well, did it, get as, her- as soon as you see the the uh, Imperial shuttle, at that point, I'm like, oh boy, this, th- like, this is happening. At that point, I go, oh, Vader's here. But leading up to that point, no idea. Yeah, me neither. But like, like I said, they were they were really focusing in on showing you the helmets, kind of like a, a tribute to the clone, the clones, right? This is the Clone Wars. It was like a goodbye in a sense, and then that, that there's that passage of time. We come back, and you see the the helmets have all changed, and that's why it to me it was like very significant for them to really drive home like this era of helmet and this time period this era is over and then you see it this as soon as i saw this the snow trooper i was like what what's going on and i was like nice time jump like right away and then you're like on the edge of your seat even more yeah that, that the time jump got me that that was i found that surprising and i was oh snow trooper is my favorite my favorite imperial trooper variant i to see that animated in the final moments beautiful Beautiful. It was a really, it was a good, good goodbye, man. Again, like like I mentioned earlier, Vader there at the last moment must be so torn with what he helped to create and what he has become. I, you can, I think, with Vader, you can create whatever mindset you want for him. Yeah. Like, does he know that she's alive? Does he feel that she's alive, or does he he just assume that she's dead? Like. Or is he unsure? Like, I think he's completely confused. It's not until yeah. Rebels where he's like, oh, the apprentice lives. So maybe he suspected yeah. it, but he didn't know. And it was, yes. there was only same, one same. saber. Yeah, exactly. Where's the other one? Where's the other saber? And she had both. It's not like she just dropped one. She had both. I don't know. At one point, I don't know. Well, and and the wild card. I mean, the coolest thing was Vader looks up to the sky and sees Morai, the 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 convoy. Yes, yeah, that was so good. And it's like wow, like that 
throw like what i don't know if vader's feeling anything or if he's just well that's a stupid looking bird what is that no he knows something is up like he was on mortis yeah he was there and he you know does he recognize the bird like what did was was morai the actual bird on mortis it becomes the daughter eventually well yeah we're led to believe it's kind of an avatar of the daughter I don't think she was – there were convores or convories on Mortis, but I don't know. remember if you necessarily see that one. I think it translates afterward into the daughter in Rebels. It's a good question. But yeah, I think you can do whatever you want with Vader. Like if you, you can make him to be this hate machine, which he kind of is, and so he sees Ahsoka and he just hates because that's that's his past and he hates it and he can't stand it. And he hopes it's dead. Or there's that little bit of Anakin still in there that is conflicted and thinks about that part of his life. And I, you know, Oh, yeah. That's where my head can is at. Like previously, I thought that nothing ever really stirred in Vader until he learns he's got a son. Or until he learns his, his son survived. To me, like that is when Anakin sort of came back to life a little bit and enough so that Vader could feel like, I ah, maybe I do have a reason to go back. Not even going back, but it's just facing your demons too. When he sees something like that about Ahsoka, like it's probably not going to change who he is as Darth Vader, but at the same time he has to, it's like a reckoning. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Like I think any interpretation of what Vader's feeling in that moment is a good one. And I, I think it's wordless for a reason so that, people can draw those those own those conclusions for themselves it's, it's, you know you don't we don't always need the black and white answer anything else guys i'm i'm kind of spent on this i thought it was fantastic uh, i don't know what else to say this was well worth the wait and i'm i'm thrilled with the way they were able to wrap it up on their own terms what it, we, yeah, what I'm, else I'm I'm happy for Filoni. I'm happy for us as a fandom to have finally received it. We we got a gift. We're lucky. It was canceled. It came back. This may have never happened, and it did, and it was absolutely amazing. Yep. Totally loved every minute of this. Carlos, how are you feeling about the, the finale of Clone Wars? Um, You know what? I kind of crapped on the middle arc of this uh, of this season, and I don't feel like it made Ahsoka's journey better as much as it just made me appreciate the last arc more. Like it can't all be yeehaw, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, absolutely. It can't be. You can't. We can't. Like I saw so many people saying that you know this this the whole season should have been like this. You can't. No. So I I appreciated this last arc more because they made me wait for it. And you know what? Sometimes the creatives know what the hell they're doing. Yeah, especially if, when you spot it, them like six years to to put it together, right? They've had well, yeah. There, there's that also. <laughs> that I'm sure that plays a part in it. But that there's, um, you know, would would it have been as awesome if they said, okay, we have 
four episodes for you. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I don't know if it would have been as rece- received as well or if uh, the the I, I don't know what a lot of other people are saying about this. I mean, it it's not even 24 hours that that it dropped and I haven't been um, scouring the Internet for for stupid people's opinions <laughs> to begin with. So <laughs> but but I don't I don't know what the reception is, uh, if people feel let down or, or uh, over the moon. But for me personally, I think like for me, it's um, it was it was perfect. And it's what it also does. It what it also does is it shines a light on what they're able to do with other stories and animation. It's beautiful. It's so good. It's so, so good. I can't wait to see the next step in animation. Yeah, exactly. It's, I, uh, it's great. As much as they refined this version of Clone Wars to make it better looking than previous, they probably had to hold they still back kept a the little same bit. Flavor. Yeah, they had to keep the same yeah. flavor. What happens when they just go full bore and just let loose to create yeah. something nuts? I can't wait to see that. And, and if you look at the, the, the animation style of Resistance, that's a little bit more uh, cartoonish. Mm-hmm. And and Rebels had its own little flair. Uh, that's that was a little different. Like the next thing I think is going to be next level. Like um, virtual reality, pra- practically. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking. I don't know to see I what just... they do next. I mean, they've done distinctly yeah. different styles with each, with obviously varying budgets applied to each but i hope that they just sink they just throw everything at this next animation project and go for it as a fan reaction out there like to say like if they had gone with all four episodes in this arc and just said here you go we're st- we started with them like or if it just released it as a movie to straight to disney plus i don't know if that how the reception would have been but in following along the discourse through the last 12 weeks it was a slowly raucous increasing uh, chorus of like angry people, mostly sweaty neckbeard fanboys who, you know, you know, you know what the con, you know what they're saying. But it started with the Bad Batch, which was fun, but you know, people were like, ah, whatever, it's kind of fillerish, didn't really do much. And then the the Martez sister arc, which people said that you know times ten. These are the worst characters, even worse than Rose Tico, man. Okay, settle down, settle down. Um, and then finally we get to this arc and people are like, finally, the whole season should have been this. Like, it doesn't quite work that way, guys. The build, the build. Um, all right. That's, I think that'll do it. That was a ton of fun. Absolute time. Oh, no. Yeah, it was great. Honestly, I was um I was so happy that we could like do both episode talk about like the just the last two episodes uh, uh, on one show. And um yeah, so it's just uh it's it's not often. It's like maybe like three, four times a year we get like this excited for for uh, for recording a show. I always have a great time, like uh, oh I no mean, for sure for sure like it's you know something like this a finale or a premiere or a trailer that is something to you know 
alter the schedule for a little bit if if need be. And it's oh, yeah. And 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 it's the, the the cool thing is like yeah, we all have our rules here and like everybody like, you know, fills them but like this is to me it's probably been if uh, we're going to put all the cards on the table like with the way things have been going uh for the past uh, couple of months here and uh in the world and not just Star Wars fandom like this last week has been really good and and it, it kind of gives a little bit of hope you know uh so i'm just uh taking it all in and i'm i'm super happy i just want to if you give me a chance here i just want to say thanks to uh, dave donovan who uh, was uh, out at a store and and found something that i might like and picked it up for me and you know people care and uh we um i think we take for granted like we Every time we do this podcast, we do it over Skype, and it kind of feels, um, it feels normal uh, having this podcast, doing this podcast the way we do it, even in these times, because it's kind of like the status quo. We've we've always done it this way, so it just kind of there's a, like a semblance of normalcy happening. Yep. Um, which which I really enjoy. But another thing that. I I want to just throw a big hug to uh, Tim at the Nerd Room and Robert Cast and um, Rob. Rob Williams and Mike. Um, and Mike and Rick Villanueva. Uh, we 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 got together on I don't remember what day it was because days don't matter anymore. But like we uh, we got on a, a Zoom call and. Uh, like two, three hours went by and it felt normal, you know, like, and it's, it's fun that Star Wars could do that, you know, and bring people together and create like friendships with people that I've never met in real life, you know? And um, yeah, I just want to thank those guys for, for, for helping me feel a little bit more normal uh, in in a, in a time where nothing feels normal, you know. Absolutely, and you know, I, I will say like, Star Wars owes us nothing, and we owe nothing to Star Wars. But I I feel like that's not true. I think you know, we owe Star Wars. Like, it, without it, obviously we're not doing this. Obviously, we don't have all these friends that we've made. So yeah, man, like, Star beyond entertaining us and thrilling us and inspiring us with these stories. Yeah, giving us morals beyond all that it's given us real relationships with people and yep. that's worth something and uh i don't know how you pay back star wars other than keep giving it your money but uh yeah man it's it's been it's been great it you know on a, on a day like this may the 4th you're reminded of what is so cool about this franchise and and the fandom because it was a pretty good day i gotta say all right, everybody, that's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. Um, if you want to be a part of it, you can keep sending your questions like Wayne Knight did to tumblingsaber at gmail.com. We will get them in an upcoming episode for sure. Love answering your questions. Get them into us. Um, if you want to help us out, there is a bunch of ways in which you can do that. 
Uh, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast somewhere, podcast, uh, you know, Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever. Uh, you can share it with your friends. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Or uh, you can also go crazy and become a powerful friend on Patreon and support us that way. Uh, you'll get all kinds of extra audio this, uh, you know, every, every almost every week. We've got all kinds of stuff going on. And uh, we, we're going to have a really cool episode of Luminous Beings coming real soon. So check check that out. Uh, if you're so inclined, that's at patreon.com slash tumbling saber. And a shout out to Rob Wade over at E14, Emotionally14, for endorsing this episode as part of the E14 Endorse program. Again, go check that out, emotionally14.com. As well as our friends, go check them out. Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network on Apple Podcasts. Everybody's doing some solid, solid work, as always. Uh, so we'd love it if you go check out your our friends. And uh, get some more Star Wars goodness in your ears. All right, boys. All that's out of the way. Carlos, where can we find you on social media? You can find me at the Funny Carlos on Twitter and on Instagram, or at C Candido Music on Twitter and Instagram, or at carloscandidomusic.com. Over to you, Corey. Well, you can find me at the Funny at Chop Rules with the Z on the Twitter machine, and always. Find us in our safe, comfy, cozy. It's like a warm blanket of a Facebook group. It's private. It's a it's a good place. Absolutely, come check out our closed Facebook group, Tumbling Saber closed Facebook group. Love to have you there. Otherwise, you can connect with me on Twitter at Tumbling Saber and also on Instagram. Uh, and that'll do it, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Keep safe in these in these trying times. And we'll speak to you again in the next podcast. Have yourselves a great week and may the force be with you. Static draws me closer to your place. Willing me through my dreams. Fall away signs blindly to the lions on your face beating strong drifting not relive this dream over and over.
that you gave Those walls you build is all for me And I become the man I want to be your love and your own